Broadcasting live from the Out of the Boat Ministry headquarters, you're listening to Cast the Net. Now here's your hosts, Matt Hynas and Sean Fraunfelder. All right, let's pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we uh, we want to thank you for another blessed day. Uh, we want to thank you for uh, this opportunity to gather together um, as uh, as brothers in Christ. Um, this opportunity to gather together to uh, just kind of talk through things, uh, talk through things that we're dealing with, uh, talk through um, maybe different perspectives that each one of us have, uh, Lord. This is what I love about the the relationship aspect of um, of what you've created, the relationship that we have individually with you, but also the relationship that's built in between um, all of us who are believers. Yes. And Lord, I pray for all those people that are out there. And Lord, I pray that um, there's not that, that that lone sheep out. That anybody who's listening to this, if you're on your own, Lord, we pray that you put people around them. Because, um, Lord, to, to walk this out um, by yourself is hard. Lord, we've all tried it. Uh, so I'm just so incredibly grateful for the amazing people that you've placed around me. Uh, and two, in the, two of those people end up being you know, here with me tonight. So, Lord, uh, I ask you to continue to bless um, Matt. You continue to bless Adam. Lord, uh, I ask you to bless our conversation tonight. Lord, I pray that uh, what we say is pleasing. Lord, I pray that anything that we say um, is never never anything that may be misleading for somebody. Lord, we would never want to stand in the way uh, of anybody learning the truth about you. Uh, so again, yes, Lord, Lord, we just thank you for all that you do. Lord, we love you and want to pray this in the holy, powerful, and spotless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Welcome to CastNet Podcast number 22, Deuce yeah. Deuce, brought to you by Out of the Boat Ministry. My name is Sean Fraunfelder, and I'm joined tonight with... Matt Hines. I just tipped my cap to yes, you. Yes, you just tipped your cap to, <laughs> cap to us. And uh, Adam Shine is on a soundboard again tonight. Yeah, it's nice to be around this table again. Yeah, yeah, we took a, a little few. Took, took a little vacation there yeah, for a yeah, couple we weeks. Welcome, uh, welcome I, back, everybody. Yeah, so, uh, I took a great vacation with some great food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Made yeah. sure everybody knew what food I had. That was great too. You're my hero. Yeah, Adam ate everything. Literally everything yeah. at uh, Myrtle Beach. Yeah, yep. if you go to Myrtle they Beach, shut and there's, down for there's weeks. nothing left there to eat. They no. might say they're shut down for COVID, but they're shut down because yeah. I ate everything. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Highness, you headed off to uh, Hilton Head. Great time with the family, like the entire family in Hilton Head. Had a great week of weather. We did have a lot of great food. I don't know that we ate shine level food, like, but it was great. I'm pretty sure the the first picture that Shine sent, uh, I think it was maybe the first night you were down there when you had that, what was it called, the kitchen sink burger or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, looking at the picture, I'm pretty sure I got like 1,500 calories off just looking at the picture, let probably. alone, you're probably still working through some of those calories at this point. Oh, I am. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I, I felt like... I felt like a proud parent when I saw that picture. You know what I mean? Like, you're, it's just that moment of like, I was just so proud of you, Adam. Like, that was, that was awesome. And I'll tell you what, yeah. any other day, that would have been a two mealer, but I was on vacation. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to get this. I'm going to, I'm going to eat it all. You persevered. And I'm going to love it. And I loved it until about an hour later and I was miserable the rest of the night. Uh, I mean, most people, you know, they go, no they go to the bank 
and uh, you know they take out a second mortgage so that they can fix up their house. I'm pretty <laughs> sure Shine Dog took out a second mortgage just for his food bill. Hey, rates are low. That and might they, be true. Yeah, that's true. They rates are low. Are low. So what was it? A nine day, ten day vacation? How long was uh, yours? It, it was a three hour tour. Eight, it was a three hour tour. Day, three hour tour. Eight days. Eight, we were okay. Gone. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so. There's eight days in a week. I think somebody sang that song one time. We do, though. My whole family, we, you know, that's part of our vacation. We save money so we can go out to eat every night. It's part of the fun for us. Yeah, I'm that way. My wife's not that way. Oh, yeah. We'll, go to, we'll take a trip down to Disney and she'll want to eat breakfast and dinner and lunch, everything in, in, in the. And, and I'm now we do like breakfast that, that's, and lunch that's part of, on our own. You know, that, we, that's, that's yeah. part of, I'm with you. That, that's yeah. part of vacation. Yep. So. If you're a, early listener to cast the net and maybe don't know a lot about out of the boat ministries. We love to eat. We love to talk about eating. We love to see pictures of other people eating. That's right. We love to talk food. We love to talk smoked meats. All those things uh, are near and dear to our heart. Hey, so, my story has smoked meats in it. Hey, so we would be perfect. considered like foodies. Yes. Yeah. You have roadies. Yes. You know, we're foodies. Yes, it, it is nothing in a conversation if one of the guys in Out of the Boat says, we're going here today for lunch with his family. Do not be surprised if one, if not two, or three more people say, <laughs> make sure you send us pictures, pictures. of what yeah. you're going to be having. Right. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, mm. so today's topic, lack of better term, uh, is from experience that that you had mm-hmm. uh, while on vacation, correct? Uh, it was my first day, ba- uh, second day back from vacation. Second day back from vacation. Yep. Okay. So, um, that being said, um, Highness and I are going to continue to keep eating this pizza over here. You eat that pizza and, and I'll tell you a story. Uh, we'll you, see if you're still uh, you eating the pizza by the time I'm done, but whoa, you, you keep That you sounds keep like a challenge. Pizza, I know. know. So, just, just to preface this conversation, it's about to happen. Sean or I do not know what this story is. Uh, Adam had sent us a text, and he said, you know, pretty much this dream slash vision, I believe, will change my walk with Jesus. And so since then, we have been kept uh, with much anticipation uh, yep. to hear this. So, so he kind of he kind of pulled what I do sometimes. Like, yeah. I don't tell you guys much. I just come in and dump Yeah, it. you tell yep, us to yep, bring a yep. pen I figured it was my turn. It's great. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Piece of pizza. Yeah. Let's do this. Absolutely. Let me, I got to preface it first with a wonderful time on vacation with my wife. So she uh, gives me a hard time. She loves uh, ragging on me on how loud I snore. Now, thankfully, she can still sleep through it, but apparently I'm a very loud snorer and it's almost comical sometimes. Well, apparently... She thought it was so comical on our vacation that she recorded me doing this. Oh, boy. Which was funny. Everybody got a laugh out of it. But... But you. I did not. I wasn't embarrassed. Nothing, no, nothing like that. But I saw it. And I literally thought, okay, all I'm seeing is a man that's having a hard time that is struggling to breathe. Mm. I'm like, oh, well, that sucks. That doesn't look good at all. The, the thought came and went, you know, enjoyed the rest <laughs> of my vacation snored the rest of my vacation, ate the rest of my vacation. Amen. Yep. <laughs> um, came back home. Uh, then the next day, Sunday, uh, June 28th, 
the day that I told you that I, you know, had this dream. Yeah. Had a good day. Uh, I still think we splurged on a little bit of food. Might have had pizza crossing that day or something like that. You know, still enjoyed myself. I'm still on vacation. You know, I've not gone back to work yet. Um, but all the crazy stuff happens at night. Um, I've probably been asleep. This this was probably 11:30 at night. I'm a early to bed kind of person, so I was probably asleep by nine that night. Um, and I have a dream, and I'm going to explain this dream. And this is probably the most realistic dream that I've ever felt in my life. Um, dream's still weird. It's still a dream, but it, it's uh, it was impactful. And then what I got out of it, I will also share as well. So I'm having this dream. And I mean, brisket. Yeah. So it starts out great, right? Yeah. Hey, Amen. I got, I got some attention dream. there. Um, and I was in a house. Didn't recognize the house, but I was in a house. Um, you know, eating it. It's pretty good. Uh, and I thought, well, it's not as good as uh, uh, Big Sean's brisket wasn't as good as uh our buddy's brisket uh, and lo and behold there shows up sean um and this is uh, a different sean than sean i'm sitting here talking to uh this is sean galligan he's a uh, part of our group the official pit master of absolutely Arizona. makes the best brisket um i'm thankful Amen. brisket is a healthy food that's for sure um so he shows up we just start talking it's like man this is good brisket but it's not yours Lo and behold, I'm in his house. I'm still not eating his brisket. I don't know how I could be in his house not eating his brisket, <laughs> but I wasn't. Um, so I was eating, and we were just talking and you know, having a good time. He's a wonderful guy to have a conversation with. Um, so before I knew it, the conversation twisted into uh, his daughter, Carrie, um, mm. who has since passed, who was, uh, and I think I should explain, it was a wonderful child of God. She was bold about her faith, but she was loving um, and caring and nurturing to people. Um, a, a wonderful person to know and have a friendship with. Um, many people were good friends with her. Uh, she had the opportunity to share God's love with so many other peoples. And, you know, I've seen so many people become saved um, by God using her. So, I mean, this is the precedent of, the, this, of his daughter, um, who has a fort- unfortunately passed. So we're having a discussion, and, you know, it, 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 it goes basically into, you know, how, how honored it was to kind of see him as a father and his wife, who has ended up being there as well, Cheryl, as a mother who just, just cared and loved on their kids, not just her, but all of them, uh, and showed them in a wonderful way uh, and taught them how important a relationship with God is and how important it is to share that with other people. So we continue having this conversation. Of course, you know, in my dream, he's choked up. Understandably, I'm choked up because, you know, we all miss Carrie. Um, We continue talking about that, but then I move into, I don't know. And and matter of fact, I ended up starting with, I don't know, but coming to a conclusion, I've not done that to that degree with my own children. Mm. Uh, That I have something to learn uh, from Sean and Cheryl that uh, God has kind of spoke to me through them in this dream, in this conversation, this this is what's going on, that there's more that I need to do with my children, regardless of how old they are, but there's more I need to do with my children. Um, They are the ones that are going to be here after I'm gone to be able to serve God 
uh, hopefully, and uh, share the gospel with others. So that weighed pretty heavy on me. But then the dream continued to move on. Uh, some big dogs came down the stairs. There's no precedence. There's no reason for that. It's just part of the story. <laughs> um, and I asked Sean, hey, do you want me to let these dogs out? He's like, sure. Well, as I open the door, I feel an earthquake. And this earthquake gets bigger and bigger and so realistic. Um, I feel the house shake, and then I feel the house move. As I feel the house move, I jump out of the house, land on solid ground, turn around, I see this house fall into oblivion, for lack of a better word. Um, Just gone, gone. And ironically enough, instead of me thinking, oh, they're gone, I'm safe, they're gone, I felt like I was dying. Um, That moment, I woke up. That moment, I woke up. But when I woke up, I was breathing very heavily. I was... My heart was racing. Um, And I, I don't know if I was completely lucid yet, but I essentially felt after I woke up that I am dying. In this moment, I am dying. Um, And so many things rushed through me. So as I'm breathing heavenly, catching my breath, um, I get up, go to the restroom, um, and so much so, in this moment, the thinking that I'm dying, I wake my wife up. I'm like, hey, do you think you can lead this household if I were not here tomorrow? Yeah, that scared her a little bit. Wow. She wasn't a big fan of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was just, because I felt like I was dying and I felt like my kids weren't ready yet to be here without me because they weren't ready and they, I didn't give them as much as I should have um, when it comes to sharing the gospel, explaining the importance of my relationship with God to them uh, and ex- letting them experience that with me. So a few minutes pass by, my heart rate comes down, my breath comes back to normal, and everything just sinks in. And here's my resolution of what came out of that dream. Um, Very clearly, God had said to me, "You're you're not doing everything you can be doing for your kids. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not showing uh a good representation of God in my household. There are days I do well, there's days I do bad. Um, this doesn't mean that I don't talk to them about God or I don't uh, have conversations, but I certainly don't do it to the degree that God is expecting to me, for me to do it now, at this point, from this that point on. Um, but he also told me, you're quite a bit out of shape. You're fat. I mean, that's basically what he said. You're not healthy, and you're not healthy. your lack of being healthy and being overweight is keeping you from having the energy to do what I need you to do with your children. So, yeah, ton of bricks on me. I'm like, okay, i got to make a change. I'm not making a change for myself because I want to be a little bit skinnier or, you know, I know it's unhealthy. I need to make a change because I need more energy to be here uh, and be more capable for my kids. And I also need to make a change because if I stay this way, I could I could have a heart attack in a year. I could have all kinds of larger health issues 
so much more quickly because of the size I am. I'm very thankful that when I was younger, when I was a little bit larger, that I didn't have any issues, but I do now. Um, and I can't ignore them because ignoring them makes me miss out on more blessings that I could have that come from God, um, just within my household. Um, and I certainly do know now that, uh, you know, I haven't done enough of that in my household. Um, and I've wasted a lot of time. My kids are fairly old, uh, for me to be realizing this just now, but now is an opportunity for me to make a change. So that is why I'm not eating pizza tonight. Um, but here's the problem. It's easy to say all these things. I have to live this out now. And that's partly why I want to share my story because you guys hear the story. You guys are brothers in Christ. You guys can help me be accountable when I decide I do want a piece of pizza and I don't need it. Or, you know, how am I doing with my, uh, my, my time with my kids. But, uh, yeah, that, that's my story. Um, big change on June 28th. The only other thing I want to want to top this uh, off with is here's things that I'm not worried, was not worried about when I thought I was dying. I was not worried if there is a God. Yes. I was not worried if I've chosen the right way to God. I was not worried if I was going to heaven. All I was worried about is if I was going to be going to heaven now and be standing in front of God, am I ready to, to hear what he has to say about what I have done and what I haven't done on this earth? And I want to interject. I get to go to heaven no matter, heaven no matter what, but am I ready to go because I've been able to experience all the blessings that he has for me on this earth before I go? And I haven't. So one of the first things that pops in my head is, um, as a male, as a father, um, you have to take into, all of us have to take into consideration that, you know, part of your, I don't know if job's the right term, quote unquote job, but as a father, as a husband is you need to do everything in your power because there will be a day when your wife will stand in front of Christ there will be a day when your kids will stand in front of Christ, and you need to do everything that you possibly can to make sure that that interaction goes as best as possible. Yeah. Um, so it's, I don't think, at least not for, uh, uh, this is going to come across wrong. For someone like me, who in kind of like my thought process, like there never is going to be that point in time where, when I can say, we made it. Okay, we're, we're oh, good. Like, I agree completely. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't want that to come across wrong. Nope, I agree completely. So I think it's, it's a constant thing you're going to continue to work yep. on. But this I think is just that, the next step he's laid out to me, right. basically. So I think that's kind of what has been revealed to you on the fact of, have you done the responsibilities that he has placed on you for your family that he's given you, your wife that he has given you, your kids that he has given you, have you done everything you can to make sure that they are prepared to stand in front of their creator to the best of your ability to this point. Now, I would be, I would be cautious of anybody saying, oh yeah, done absolutely everything. I mean, because, <laughs> yeah. but I guess the question is, do you honestly feel that you could have done better? If you feel you could have done better than what you've done, then you've got, still got work to do. Yes. I mean, so Absolutely. that's the part of uh, we fall complacent 
in our walk. We fall complacent mm-hmm. in our um, in our families. You know, leading our kids, leading um, our wives. Uh, you know, sometimes you get home and you're just like, "Yeah, I, I don't, I don't have the energy right now to wrestle everybody else up and you know go through a Bible study." Yeah. Um, but it needs to be done. Yeah. I mean, so and that was just kind of the first thing there towards the end that kind of popped in my head. Yeah. I love um I love the fact that the Lord spoke to you this way in a dream. You know, the Bible is full of stories with God working through dreams mm-hmm. reaching his people. Now, we've all sitting around this table obviously have heard the Lord speak into our life in times when we were wide awake, when we weren't mm-hmm. asleep, when we weren't dreaming. I'm not saying I know all the reasons the Lord does that, but I have no doubt that for this specific dream that you had, instead of you getting up in the morning and frying a sausage patty and God saying, you need to lose weight. The one thing the Lord loves us to do is to dig deeper, is Mm. to go into it more. And to me, that's what it sounds like here. You've obviously had some time to think about this since since that morning when you woke up and you've obviously have dug deeper into what the Lord was working in. And like he does all the time, there's so many layers to what he puts before us. Oh, yeah. And the more we dig, the, the bigger the nuggets are that we find from him. Mm. Um, I, I find it very interesting that there was an earthquake. Mm. Um, I've heard from many people recently that they've had dreams or visions regarding earthquakes um and they were more almost apocalyptic type visions Mm. um of what's coming onto this country and their vision were earthquakes um like literal earthquakes and and the damage that comes with that but i mean think about the book of acts that you know is out of the boat men we started to read there several weeks ago where we talked about when when the holy spirit fell Mm. it shook the room well, let me add to that. My word for that night for me was an awakening, mm. an awakening to things that I need to be doing. Um, and, you know, and I've actually been growing, uh, have some real growth in my personal life with God in the past year or two, which has been awesome. But that doesn't mean I've been growing in other parts that I need to be growing. And that's what he was calling me out on. And there was an awakening. Um, so here's the one, like, just to make sure I was following the dream, right? Like, so you, you were inside your house. I was inside Sean's house. Sean's house. Yeah. And Sean's house falls into the abyss. Yeah. Into, like, into nothing. But it almost felt like I was reversed as I was watching it do that. While so actually, like, he was being pulled to heaven while you stayed in. Potentially. Hmm. Okay, um, but in that same time, I, I felt like that, that me part. was, was yeah. still dying. I, yeah. I I I missed that part. I was look I was looking at some scripture because I thought you were going one way, mm. and I was trying to prepare some stuff that was in my mind, and then you kind of went a different way, and I'm like, okay, well, that's not going to work. Um, so I missed that part. I thought it was your house that was uh, falling. No, it um, was his, uh, and I took it as a, um, almost like a reversal of sorts because I was like, oh, I made it onto solid ground as I watched this go away. But then the feelings that I had 
would have been feelings I would have expected to be having if I was in that house falling away to nothing. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I made it. Wait, no, no. I'm not feeling like I made it. So I think there, there are so many layers to your story. Um, the first thing that I would take away is that brisket is still good. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Brisket is still good, even if it wasn't Sean's. Um, the dog piece I find very interesting. Yeah, I don't know what. You know, the random There's dogs. the fact that maybe the door was open for me to run, jump out of. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, wait, you want to re- reference that to, you know, a dog returning to its vomit? Yeah. You know, well, was there, was there, hey, something, was there something there, the Lord saying that you're constantly returning to that you're not supposed to be? Well, and, and, and here's part of where I wanted to go with this is I'm scared. I mean, part of me is scared that I'm going to go back to just going home and kicking my feet up and doing what I want to do, even if it's a good thing and going back to the foods that I love in, in, in a frequency that is not healthy. You know, um, it's real easy to talk this talk. It's real easy to say, Hey, this is an amazing thing that happened to me, but you know, I may be doing well this, but this is only week two. You know, that's why, scary. Why, why do we always view um, healthy choices, diet exercises as some punishment? Em, 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 you know, some type of huge hurdle that we can't possibly go over. But you know what? You know what? One common is I've never really heard from somebody is. Um, I mean, I've just been praying, and the Lord has really just helped me out with making sure that I eat something healthy. Hmm. I mean, we talk about it all the time about not walk, not doing yeah. this walk by yourself. Yeah, so you're right. So you just kind of have that mentality of okay, well, this diet is, and and there, there's multiple layers we can go to when it comes to diet exercise. Like one thing for me is, um, I don't care what it is, nothing. Nothing that is going to create a change is easy. Mm, right. Okay. Nothing that sticks um, is going to have no kind of suffering. Um, but the other thing, too, is none of us sitting around here got to be the size we are overnight. Right. You know, it took years yep. to get to that. Um, so it, it is changing the mentality. Yep. But I don't know if you guys remember, it was a couple years ago, and, and I still kind of have this, and, and I've, you know, I, I kind of, I've been on this road, on and off this road for the past year or so, when I decided to, um, you know, when I hit that 284 mark, the heaviest I'd ever been by far, um, and so I put together a small message one time where I, I kind of challenged some of the guys on... So we are the we are the temple of, of God right now, correct? I remember this message. So this is where the Holy Spirit <laughs> dwells. I think this is where Matt threw a chair and walked out. I think so. Sounds right. <laughs> I think I threw two chairs and then walked <laughs> yeah. out. Um, but in all reality, like, if we were a janitor in the Lord's house, I mean, like, so let's go back to the, you know, Old Testament time. Um, if you're in the temple of God and you, whatever, you're a janitor and your duty is to... Uh, make sure it's clean, make sure it's taken care of. Um, would you have taken care of that 
building the way that we currently take care of our bodies right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think the analogy that I that I I said that day was basically, you know, I'm I'm running a mop bucket full of Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. Like, who would clean with that? Mm-hmm. Well, Nobody. and I think the other piece of it too is, you know, just like Jesus, there was always that other side of the meaning, and so realistically in your dream you could have easily been looking at and the lord pointing out to no different than he does in all of us it's not just what you take in physically mm. it's yeah. what you take in maybe with your eyes yeah. um or or the tv programs that you or the radio programs or the music with your ears yeah um that affects the the spiritual side yeah um of that temple not just the physical body um but on the other piece, but you know the piece I, I, that that really is intriguing to me is, and I'm and I'm with you, I'm with you both where you're at on, on the weight piece, and but the piece that I would like to dig a little deeper with you and hear from you more about is with your kids and being a father. So yeah, and I mean that even comes back to a question that I kind of have for you and and our audience because you know I. I'm going to be very transparent. I've never really spent time in the Bible with my kids for a significant amount of time. Uh, we have discussions, you know, uh, especially with my younger one. Um, you know, she'll ask questions. I'm happy to answer, and I'll explain my reasons for certain things. Um, you know, my my older one right now is less interested to listen, so I'm still trying to encourage and whatnot, but respect that for the, with the age that she's at. Um, but, you know, like here this past week or so, I've kind of pushed like, hey, you know, we're just, we're just going to read a chapter of the Bible. And they are not fans, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, as a matter of fact, today I had to say, hey, I understand that this isn't your favorite thing, but this is something I feel like I need to do. And I really do not want to hear the grumbling. Um, we'll, we'll get through it, but please do this with me. Um, and they, I, th- I think they listened, and I think they uh, had a little bit better attitude as we were doing it today. I also stretched a little bit and made us do two chapters. But uh, I don't know if that is sufficient or not. And it's kind of where I want to see what you guys think of, you know. It might, you know, I want it to be more than just reading. I want to discuss it, but there's no discussion from them. Maybe, maybe this is just the first step. I don't know, but uh, you know, it's definitely something that's a little bit newer for me, for cons- in a consistent state. And I'm just kind of curious. Maybe you guys have some insight, or maybe we can wait and see if anybody I'll, else says. I'll be, I'll be transparent here too. Um, I think I know what Sean's going to say, so I'll, I'll put this out there. Um, if, if you folks who listen to this podcast, maybe some of you have known us since the beginning of Out of the Boat. Maybe some of you have never met us or seen us. You've only heard us here. I understand we have two people in Ireland. I want to give you a shout out. Thanks for listening in Ireland. You obviously have never met us. But, um, you know, a lot of people think that we just are these people that have it all together and that like <laughs> we're like the Pope or somebody like that. Um, yeah, we're not. And and I'll I'll tell you, uh, all, all the listeners will tell you both here at this table, uh, Adam, I'm like you. I, I've, I have never really been that get out a chalkboard and start drawing and, and writing things down teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I have never been that. Um, kids, let's come sit down and let's plow through some of this. 
we've had many discussions, mm-hmm. but I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. So, um, you know, like many times, uh, maybe your dream was meant for me too. You know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe what the Lord spoke to you, he hoped that you would share with others, uh, people listening to this podcast um, tonight, that it will speak to them too. And so uh, I'm with you. Uh, that's definitely an area I can be better at. Um, I, I recently had the thought of, if I left this earth and five years later, someone else came into my wife's life and was a godly person, would he show things to my kids and my kids say, my dad never taught me that. Mm. Mm. Man, uh, that the feeling that gave me. Yep, I understand. Um, so I say all that just to be transparent with all of you um, and to be transparent with you, Adam, to say, hey, you're, you're, you're not alone here. Um, no, you're definitely not alone. Um, so I think part of, part of the issue that we have here in, in our, our Western culture is kind of our view of kids within the household. So this goes, this is grubbyism 101. Um, we talked about, you know, your, your kids are, th- they're basically third class citizens in your house. Um, they do what you um, instruct them to do. So that um, kind of mindset of you want to give them space to be themselves, yeah, to the point. But your job is to make sure that when your daughter leaves, mm. she has a foundation. Yeah. Um, so um, so I think that gets us into a dangerous spot at times. Um we're not here to be our kids' friends. I agree um, completely. Nothing curls my well. I, I don't want to make say it that way. It curls my skin every time I hear somebody say, well, "Man, my best friend is my son." Really? Right. Like, no, I agree. that's not for me. I don't see that um, as you know, kind of the proper. You're a parent. Yeah, you're their parent, and, and I feel that God so, made that apparent to me as well. And that's what you know. With these times that we that I've made these changes. You know, so the, the uh, older one is is involved in this, whether she likes it or not, as well. <laughs> so the scripture that popped into my head when you said how they didn't like it, yeah. First, first my thought was, oh well, yeah. And the other <laughs> one was um, Hebrews twelve eleven. Uh, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, mm. but later it yields a peaceful fruit of righteousness mm. to those who have been trained by it. It's mm. having that discipline, and you can put that in all kind of different aspects. You oh, can yeah. use that for diet and exercise. Yep. Uh, you can use that for the discipline to sit down with your family yep. and go through Bible studies. You can use that as the discipline of, um, you know, putting boundaries and limitations on your kids. Um, you know, there are, um, there's going to be conversations. I mean, cause my daughter is 11 at this point. I mean, there's going to yeah. be those times where, well, yeah, but so-and-so gets to do it. Well, that's <laughs> fine. I mean, but, um, but my job is not to be my daughter's friend. Exactly. My job is to make sure that when she leaves that, I mean, because let's, let's be yeah. honest, all of us sitting here, well, I forgot how I forget how how young you are, Adam. That's okay. But for you and I, Matt, 
We have lived outside of our parents' home longer than we lived in it. Yeah. I'm not too far away. Okay. So that being said, we put all this emphasis on that first 18 years. Um, one, you'll never stop being a parent. Two, you've got 18 years. 18 years. Now, let's be honest. The first 10 or so, like, you're just trying to make sure they don't eat Play-Doh and kill themselves. <laughs> yep. You know, so you have a you have a, a shorter window. You've got yeah. probably about eight, six, seven, eight years yeah. maybe to really because it's a great point. They can understand at five years old Noah's Noah's Ark and the two, but yeah. like to really dig in and understand why God, what was going on, yeah, and understand it that, and I I I hate to hear the reference of well this is like Noah's time. No, it's not. There were eight people on the planet who believed in God. Eight yeah. people. We're nowhere near Noah's time right now. We're preaching nowhere now, near. boys. <laughs> All right? Right. So, but your job is to make sure yes. that when she heads out, that she looks back and says, these are the foundations. Because you've heard it here yeah. through podcasts that we've had when yeah. we had the Swopes on, you know, no matter how far they fell from different stuff, they still had that foundation. Yeah. And they sat here themselves and, t- and told them yeah. how th- it wasn't like they were looking forward, but there's th- certain type of theology and things like that that five year old, six year old, 10 year olds aren't going to get. Right. They're not going to get. I mean, some of some of the stuff, like really kind of getting deep. You're talking 16, 17, 18. You're talking mm-hmm. two, three years yeah. that you have. To try to get this across, and, and, and then I'm, you say, "Lord, yeah. now they're yours." Yeah, and and I'm right there. She's 16, so yeah. You know, so it, the whole notion mm. of yeah, I want to give her. Yeah. her, and, her and the only thing I want to say is that that was kind of where I was before this yeah. uh, awakening, and I think that's why mm. there was this because, and I certainly wasn't hands off before either. I do want to make sure I say yeah. that you know. No, I mean no, just, nobody's. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm just. It, the dial's been turned up, yeah, <laughs> in a sense, um, and that that was part of that awakening. And because I agree completely, right. I mean, I mean, I only have so much time with her, and that was part of it. It's like, then she's gone. I mean, the younger you, one, I have a little bit more time, but that's so, still limited. I mean, as you well. hear you hear it all the time. You hear people it's like, oh, this is their senior year. We gotta we gotta make sure we get everything and all the experiences. No, you have one more year. Yep. You have one year left yep. to try to get this foundation in them. Yep. Get this belief system because once they head out, especially if they're going to a university, mm. they're going to spend the next four years trying yeah. to beat out everything that you put into them. Yep. So uh, I'll tell a quick story, if you don't mind. No, we don't. It's Life Church, Ron Grubb. And he tells the story of a light keeper, a lighthouse keeper. And this guy had applied for a job, and the job was 30 days out on to the lighthouse. And this would have been set in the early 1900s, pre-electricity. So the guy um, goes out with his wife and his kids, and he's given so much oil. And so... The guy who's over him says, listen, on the way out on the boat, he says, listen, you have enough fuel oil to keep 
the lamp in the lighthouse on for 30 days. We'll be back in 30 days with your replacement with the same thing. So he's on the island. He's doing his job. And after about five days, a lady comes to him and says, listen, um, we're going cold. Um, would you take and trade for some fuel oil so I could keep my kids warm, some food, you know, some eggs, um, and maybe some cured ham? And he says, sure. And so after about another week, uh, another individual comes to him and says, hey, um, would you take and trade for some fuel oil? So what happens is on the 25th day, he's short because he's did all these trades and he doesn't have enough oil left to keep the, the lighthouse lit. And that night, um, there's a boat with 50 people on it that crashed into the rocks and they all perished. And when the day 30 comes, when the guy showed up, the guy said to him, you had one job. One job, and that was to keep that light on. And then Ron Grubb looks at us and says, Parents, you have one job, and that's to tell your kids about Jesus. I'll never forget it. Mm. And this has really brought that back to me. Mm -hmm. That's your job. Yeah. Don't get caught up into these other things. Don't get caught up that, you know, you're like... I can tell you when I was, you know, in my early 20s and my oldest uh, was the firstborn, you know, my thought was always, you know, my mom and dad forced me to go to church all the time. I'm not going to do that to her. I'm not going to do that. And you know what? I'm not going to go to church because I didn't really want to go when they forced me to go. Um, you know, and that obviously uh, wasn't a good place to be. But I've never forgot that. Uh, ever since that message, um, the pictures of a lighthouse have meant so much more to me. But that really is our job. Mm -hmm. As fathers, that's mm -hmm. our job. Whether they take it with them when they go out into the world, we can only pray. We can pray for them every day. We can pray. But as we've said here tonight, we only have so much time to yeah. sink that into them. Yep. Um, because God is a God of free will, whatever they do with what we've told them, that's on them. Right. But it's what the Lord laid out to you is, yeah, hey. He made it apparent yeah. two weeks ago. That's for sure. So uh, tell us what all's gone on then in your life since that day you know what have you done what have you put in place um to start going in that direction well uh the um obviously i've been eating healthier so i can live longer which left us more pizza tonight that's right but now sure i did. feel guilty sorry <laughs> um so uh also having this story means I get to share this story and I've mm. shared it with a few people already. I just left you guys in the dark. <laughs> um, and it, it, you know, it impacts other people too. It impacted one other person a lot. Wow. Um, I've had an opportunity to share it to, to a friend that is not saved who, um, he's the one that I thought, I'm not sure, you know, at one point if it's even possible until, you know, I had an opportunity to see, um, Oh, um, Craig gets saved. Mm. Um, 
you know, and it, it was important for him to listen to that story. You know, I could tell his, he was interested and he, you know, he received that story well. And that's exciting for me. Um, but mostly it's, uh, you know, my time in my house. Um, and it's gone more than just um, active uh, Bible reading and studying with my kids. It's, there, there's been um, more patience in me. Um, and there has mm. been more of an opportunity to not be lazy when I shouldn't be. Um, even when it comes down to the, my wife asked me to do something small that any other time I probably would have waited two or three hours before I did it. I might have like, done it the same night. Like but, wipe the baseboards down? Oh, I'm, I'm so glad Kelly doesn't listen to this podcast. Uh, I'm sorry. Did I go too far? <laughs> no, right. you didn't. <laughs> sorry. I, I, would, I, should cert- I would certainly probably be better off doing that now than I would uh, three weeks ago. But Why does your wife not listen? Is I don't know. My voice? Maybe. It might be mine. Huh? Okay. Uh, <laughs> might be my senior region. It might be mine. Five she might hear my know. voice more than enough at home. But but no, it, be more active to be more energetic and be more ready to do things. It, even so much as uh, sitting down at the table and playing games with the kids. Um, more time, period, gives me more time to share God's love in unique ways. Um but on top of that, there has been dedicated time. I wouldn't say nightly, but frequently, at least three times a week, it's 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 end up being that we are spending a day or t- some time in, with a chapter or two. Excuse me, a chapter or two. Um, so that's encouraging. Uh, the trick is now to continue to pray and seek God to help encourage me to keep that up. Two weeks is easy. So, well, and you know, um, if you're a man out there and you live around Logan, Ohio, um, and on Thursday nights you're not doing anything, 57 West Hunter Street, we invite you to out of the boat ministries. It is a men's ministry, uh, open group. Um, and this is kind of the stuff that we talk about. Um, and so one thing that we enjoy is open, honest conversation. what what stays here, uh, what's said here does stay here. Um, it's a safe place to come for men. Um, these type of conversations we have a lot. And what we love about this open, honest place that we come is uh, whatever it is that we're hearing, we take it in, we process it, um, and then we hold one another accountable. And so... Adam, Adam knew coming here tonight to share this podcast with us all. He knew that part of that would be that with the two guys in the room with him, that we would be holding him accountable now because he has shared this with us. And in turn, um, we'll be helping him on his walk um, that the Lord has laid this on his heart. It's, it's, so if it's important to Adam, then that means it's important to us as well. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Okay, so I'm not going to let this one go. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get me some free cookies out of this one. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I don't want to breeze over the fact that part of part of this is the fact of you heard yourself struggle to breathe. Mm-hmm. You feel the Lord is telling you it's time to, it's time to get healthy. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that being said... I don't think that that's 
not unbiblical. Okay, I think the way that we live and the way that we um, eat, I don't believe is biblical. I don't. It's not from the the. It's not from the term of gluttony. It's from the term of overindulgence. Okay. We eat more than we need to. We don't exercise the way that we should. Okay, so we're sitting here talking about you need to make sure that we um, instill into our kids certain behavior. Okay, Um, some of that behavior too is also eating habits for health. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, the other part too is it's hard for you to continue to keep. pouring into your kids when you're not here. Mm-hmm. It's hard for you to pour into your grandchild when you're not here. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, the number one is, so here we are in the middle of, the, of this pandemic, all right? I'm a numbers type person, so that's what I like to go to. So if you go to the CDC website, the number one cause of death in the U.S. It is every year. I know this answer. Because mm-hmm. we had a discussion last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Congestive heart failure. Heart disease. Cardiac events. Yep. 647,000 people on average per year. All right. You know how many people that is a day? Mm-hmm. 1,773 people a day. Wow. Wow. A day, every year. All right. Now, is heart disease 100% preventable? No. No. I don't think any disease is 100% preventable. But can you take steps to lessen the possibility? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are the most common reasons... For cardiovascular disease. Diet, sedimentary lifestyle. Unhealthy diet, Mm -hmm. lack of exercise. Smoking. Overweight and smoking. Out of the four top causes, you have three. Yep. Mr. Highness? I have four. Okay. So... It's not out of the realm of change. Yep. Is it possible to change? Absolutely. Yep. You know, are there people in your life who would like for that to happen? Oh, yeah. I mean, do you think your your kids have the benefit of knowing your father, their grandfather? Yeah. At the pace that you're going right now. I'm looking 120 easy. (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) 120 more days, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Not 120 years of age. I'm not trying trying to guilt this, but the other thing is you've been given a gift. Yeah. You've been given a gift of family. You've been given a gift of of a wife grandkids, you've been given a gift of the body that you have. Yeah. And the way that each one of us decides to thank the Lord by that is seeing how much how much chocolate chip cookies and brisket we can shove into it at yep. one time. 
I mean, let's be, let's be honest. Like, yep. you know, we are all overweight. The Lord you said know. you were fat. Yep. I mean, yep. so I went, and, and I was, it, I was at Zumbezi Bay on Monday and, and looking around and, and I'm no skinny cat. I'm looking around and I'm like, it's no wonder that, that, that COVID has run rampant through this country because the majority of the time it goes on mm-hmm. secondary health issues. Yeah. If you looked around there, you're like, well, it makes yeah. sense because the vast majority of us aren't healthy. Yeah. I, I just want to say this really quick. I know we're getting to the end and we're going to wrap it up here, but I know because I've heard it said in the past that there are believers out there who believe they can eat whatever they want. And because in their mind, their view is, well, listen, God is God. He's sovereign. He's the Alpha and the Omega. I can eat whatever I want. I can be 400 pounds. If he wants me to live till I'm 90, then I'll live till I'm 90. And I, I, I'd i be lying to tell you I've never had that thought come into my mind. Mm-hmm. Now, the reality is uh, I am a nurse by trade. Um, nurses by history are some <laughs> of the absolute worst eaters. Mm-hmm. Most nurses have a high rate of smoking. Like nurses uh, of all the people live the opposite of what they tell their patients to. But what I would tell you is this, God is a sovereign God. And I've heard a couple conversations with some of the folks I like to listen to in podcast land and read, and they've shared a couple of stories. Uh, the one was about a lady who, who was dying and she had cancer. And she said to this guy, um, you know, why, why, why would God allow this to happen to me? And the guy basically got a message from the Lord and he said, well, you know, we'll just say Mary, well, Mary, um, you know, you drank nine tabs a day. If you remember tab, tab was a big diet drink mm-hmm. in the early 80s. And he said, that stuff is poison. And you've, you've made the choice to drink nine tabs a day for the last seven years. And unfortunately, that has caused you to have this. Now, legal disclaimer, I'm not saying tab causes cancer, but this basically and and i believe they even make tab anymore i don't think they do thank <laughs> i don't think so thankfully um but uh, again i think uh, i've had this thought in my head i think the lord would say to me if i died of a heart attack today and i got to heaven and i'd be like lord how come you took me out and he said i didn't take you out you took yourself out mm. you chose to eat that pizza you chose to you know smoke cigars you chose to live a lifestyle of non-exercise um so this stuff has been going in my mind since I came back from vacation, and you didn't know that until no. right now. No, nope. you didn't know that. Mm-mm. My wife is the only one who who's known that this has been going here. Um, so, I, I do I totally believe that the Lord is sending a message to you and to me, uh, maybe to all of us, to say, "I am a loving God, and because I love you, I'm going to give you this." because I care about you, mm. but also because I'm a loving God. I'm a God of free will. You choose yep. to do with it what you want. Yep. And the trickle down is so much more, as we've talked about tonight, mm. the many different layers that it has. Um, I just love how the Lord does that. You know, the Lord gives us one little nugget, and then that nugget itself has 20 nuggets inside of it. And each are more powerful than the one before it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a topic that's, 
I mean, it's been fresh on my mind, and you know, I've, I've over the past few months, I've done good, I've done bad, um, you know. But it, it is something that um, you know we're getting to the um, the breaking point in age because you start getting up in your mid fifties, it's going to be harder. You get to your sixties, it's going to be harder. I mean, and and that's the thing where. Um, you know, I don't. I don't think that we sh- have to sustain from every type of good. I mean, God also gave us taste buds. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, I plan on eating some food I like. To, I'm going to like to eat this weekend. Um, but my goal is to come back home, me and my wife both, and go back to the healthier foods that we have been making in our house mm-hmm. when we come back. Okay. Um, and that's my goal is to, you know, enjoy some foods here and there, but then, you know, make a point to choose the healthier foods right. on a daily basis. But that means, like, I mean, honestly, has has food become an idol? No. Oh, yes, for sure, for me. Absolutely. I mean, were I mean, we so, just talking at the beginning of this podcast about yeah. getting food pictures from everybody we love it 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 i I think the enemy has done a very good job of encouraging um when we get stressed in our life whether it be work or in our marriage that food becomes instead of going to the lord saying lord lord this day has sucked yeah lord this day has been something and 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 instead of really taking it to the lord what do a lot of us do i know i do I'll light up a big cigar. Um, I have been known to chain smoke through about a pack of Marlboro on the way home from work. Um, I'll stop and get a Big Mac or, you know what I mean? Like food becomes that place that you go. It's not because it's nutritional and if you don't eat it, you will die. It is because it's comforting. Yeah. And and unfortunately, that, that, that short comfort that that pizza just gave me uh has lasting repercussions right and sorry no 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 (laughs) and and again uh this was a sidebar conversation before we came on the air but yeah i shouldn't be offended by that right you know if your pastor says something to you in church and you're offended take it up with the lord if it's biblical you shouldn't be offended you should be offended at yourself because you're offended Right. I like, mean, as, as long as you preference that what the pastor said was biblical. It's biblical. Like, yes. Okay, that's not. Yes. If your pastor right. says something biblical and it offends yeah. you, well, take it up with the Lord. Take it up with the yeah. Lord. You know, I'm not offended by this conversation tonight. Yeah. It it is revealing to me. Yeah. It 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 bristles me because it holds so much truth. Yeah. Well, it obviously it held a ton of truth for me. So. You're right. And so you're not offended by the message because the Lord gave it to you. You know, how can we be offended by something the Lord gives us? Because he is a loving God. He gives it to us out of love, Mm -hmm. out of mercy and grace he gives to us freely. He doesn't give it to us because he wants to be vengeful and he hates us. Right. You know, um, this has just been a great night. I know time-wise we're... We're looking at the limits. So, um, Adam, 
What uh, you got? Any little closing thoughts? And would you mind closing us in prayer? I sure can. Um, so the biggest thing that just pops into my head here is uh, for anybody that's listening is be willing to listen to God. Um, he certainly had dropped these, uh, had kind of sprinkled this in my life before that day, but it took him uh, a real unique way, but a very mm. powerful way to get my attention. Um, don't take for granted anything that you may feel that is of course biblical, but then also coming from God. Um, maybe not wait until he has to get in your face and yell at you. But if it gets to that point, be encouraged and uh, share that story so people can hold you accountable, hold you up, and encourage you. Um, let that be a story you can share with others to bring other people to Christ. Amen. Yeah. Well, I appreciate this time with you guys. Uh, I'll go ahead and uh, close in prayer and thank God for the time he's given us to be able to share this. Mm. Heavenly Father, uh, I thank you for my brothers here tonight. I thank you for their eagerness to listen to my story. Uh, and I thank you that I have that opportunity to freely do that. Um, I, I thank you that we can have a discussion about it, that we can we can peel it away to know even more of what you've said to me and then through through me to be able to share that with others. Lord, I pray that if anybody's listening that, uh, that that they can reach out if they have any needs to be able to reach out for, that we can, we can be there for them as a brother in Christ. Um, but I also pray that we can continue to dig deeper into what you have in our lives, Lord, um, not only on this podcast, but in our daily lives so we can challenge each other and encourage each other. Um, Lord, I just, I just thank you for all the blessings that you provide us with, that, with, with the relationship we have with you. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Cast the Net, a production of Out of the Boat Ministries. For more information, follow us on Facebook at Out of the Boat Logan or visit our website, outoftheboatministries.com.